when you do like the giveaways on Instagram, it's always nicer to do a three-way giveaway because you're just piggybacking on three people's audiences. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you for hitting play and choosing to listen to one of our inspiring guests. Before we get into the interview, I just want to say a big thank you to Ellen from Trade for the introduction to this awesome guest. Thanks, Ellen. Now, in this episode, we're talking about selling B2B, selling wholesale, how that fits alongside D2C sales. We are talking about sustainability a little bit. Not a lot, though. We are talking about the importance of brand. We're talking about outsourcing your logistics. Lots of tips coming up around that. We are going to be talking a lot about how to build partnerships to grow sales or piggybacking on other people's sales channels. Loads of great advice from our guest who's created a brilliant product, a brilliant brand, and has even been on Dragon's Den. Please make sure you listen to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on his top tips, which were excellent, which are excellent, and my own take on this episode. Are you part of the free Chloe's e-commerce club? Why not? It's my free online club where the whole e-commerce master plan audience can come together. It's all about helping you improve your e-commerce business, solving your marketing challenges, getting advice from other retailers who are facing the same challenges as you right now. And yes, I will personally be hanging out in the club Monday to Friday to help you too, which makes it the only place where you can get my help one-on-one. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. Come on and join me now. Just go to ecmp.info forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come on, join me and hundreds of our listeners at ecmp.info forward slash club. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then you should check out the latest addition to the e-commerce master plan family e-commerce tech. Yes, we've got a new person in the clan or a new website rather in the clan. It's a website where you can explore the latest and best technology on offer. We're going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in tech. Head to the e-commerce tech website and sign up to our email updates via ecmp.info forward slash tech. That's ecmp.info forward slash t-e-c-h. So ecmp.info forward slash tech to find out all the best tools for your e-commerce store. And now to introduce our special guest. Maxim Gelman is the founder and chief strudel at Strudels, D2C sellers of eco tableware. Founded in 2018, they now sell via a B2B trade site, a B2B sales team and a D2C site with both sites built on Shopify. They have sales to over 250 businesses in the hospitality industry. Hello, Maxim. Hi, thanks for having me. Very exciting. Uh, brilliant to have you here. Uh, I love your product. I love what you're doing in the industry. And I love how you're balancing the D2C, B2B, B2B online. Highly complex things. So we've got loads we can talk about. But before we get into that, how did you end up with an e-commerce business? 
Uh, thank you. Very, very good question. I'm asking myself that every day <laughs> and my wife. Um, no, so basically, so I have a strategy consulting background, anything from diapers for the elderly, fashion, cars, you name it. Um, and then basically at some point I decided I want to do something with more impact, something uh, I want. Well, I was always jealous. My wife was more in that sector. It was just a buzzword for me in the beginning. I actually wanted to do something truly with impact that I can wake up for and not work for Uncle Sam. Yeah, that's how kind of strudels came about. That's a very short story. I guess for longer, there's much more on the website and stuff, but like then Strudels was born. And from day one, I had a B2B and a direct-to-consumer focus. And obviously direct-to-consumer just has to go by e-commerce. I mean, there's no other way to get it through that. But I mean, I always knew uh, I need to run both channels in parallel, especially, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more, but it's, for me, it's all about brand. And uh, I will only get my brand fix via um, direct-to-consumer because the trade, as most of you will know and can imagine, they don't really care. And that brown box, <laughs> it's just another brown box in a warehouse. And so, yeah. Got you. Okay. So let's tell everyone what Strudels actually is and sells before we go any further, because I think people need to know. So what is a Strudel and what else do you now sell? Yeah, so, so I started the company with the whole idea in mind that sustainability is this big, daunting, doom and gloom type concept. The imagery is very polluted beaches, dying animals. So the communication has a very negative undertone as such. And the sad thing is that, yeah, everyone knows about the ripple effect. But then when you look at it, like it's almost small thing changes don't matter because you only hear whatever, a whole stadium gone green, a whole that gone green, a whole that. So it's almost when you are there in a supermarket, like why should you buy something not wrapped in plastic? So I believe that we rather need millions of people doing sustainability imperfectly rather than a few doing it perfectly. And that the angle of communication needs to be one of fun and happiness. Uh, and kind of that's why with Strudels, I'm, well, I set up the company to inspire people how easy and fun and above all tangible sustainability can be. So basically, you can still go get drunk, but do it sustainably. You can still go enjoy your breakfast, do it sustainably. So that's almost the overarching thing. And so I have this little character called Mr. Strudels. Well, he's a, the new brand ambassador of that different type of sustainability that's fun and that's uncompromising. So that means like you can still do things without changing your life, without changing behaviors. And so with that in mind, we then created a range of products. In the beginning, it was just the pasta drinking straws. Yes, you heard correctly. It's straws made out of pasta. Uh, last an hour, don't go soggy. So like the paper straws. Um, and then by now, we also sell edible cups, edible spoons, edible plates, edible bowls. And the newest edition finally branching out into non-food. Uh, well, it's still kind of food. It's like we do kids activities. Or like activity boxes, but at the moment they're mainly for kids. Uh, so kind of like to remove plastic in those um, party bags for kids. Uh, so again, on a large scale, I'm building a brand. Uh, I started in the food space. Now, very happily moving out of food and extending the portfolio with non-food products. Oh, how cool! And I have to ask, given I totally get how all the straws and the cups and everything fit with your hospitality customer base and the D2C customer base. Yeah. The kids' activity boxes, are they more for the mum who's putting together party boxes or are they for the hospitality place that runs lots of kids' parties? Both and more. So uh, as you can imagine, a lot of hotels, well, I've heard recently some one of the five-star London ones have 
crazy budgets like 30, 40 quid per child. I mean, you know, you get teddy bears and whatnot. Well, if you spend 500 quid on a room, that's the least they can do. <laughs> the teddy bear costs them like a pound probably. No, but jokes aside, so no, so basically there's multiple markets. So we have two products at the moment, two activities. One is a color-changing lemonade activity uh, that makes lemonade go blue first and then purple after adding lemon. And then the other one's a cake and a mug mix. And they come in two variations. One comes in a party bag, i.e. for one person, and then an activity kit box, which is for four portions uh, for the lemonade, for example. So, yes, it's for the child that does, or like for the mom that buys for their child's party. Uh, it's then for the presents for someone else. Then we're talking to all the event places to obviously give that as options for people organizing parties. And in hospitality, it's for in-room gifts. It's for corporate gifting because we now also have like an adult version of it. So, for example, yeah, instead of making color-changing lemonade, you can make a color-changing gin or color-changing vodka. So any clear drink. So, so it's corporate gifting slash amenities. And that's where the hospitality fits in. So, you know, instead of giving even someone a notebook or so, I mean, a lot of my products are great corporate gifts. So that's where we kind of fit in. So it's, yes, it started all for mom buying it for their child, but it's branched out now. Okay. Thank you. I can think of plenty of people I need to give those to already. <laughs> um, so thank you for that. And where are you based in the world and where are you selling to? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm based in London. The UK is our home market. So, I mean, we sell through places like Selfridges, Oliver Bonus, um, and like others, like smaller retailers. Obviously, they're all the third party eBay's of this world and not on the high streets. Uh, and we obviously sell direct. And then, country wise, we've just purchased another business in Germany through which, again, we have access to, I think, well, I think it's over 15 countries now on top of that, where we're just obviously now pushing the whole portfolio. But at the moment, it's just like more the European side for now. Got you. Now, congrats on the business purchase, by the way. Having done one of those myself, they are just getting to the end of them deserves congratulations, yeah. <laughs> let alone anything else. That's what the lawyer said as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you're only five years into the business. What made you decide to purchase at this point in time? Why was this part of your plan? Yeah, no, thank, thank you. Yeah, I know it's it's been it's been a long journey. Yeah, you've gone through it as well. So basically, look, there's kind of two ways to grow. Either you do it yourself and you you spend a lot of money, salespeople and whatnot, or you just uh, almost purchase something finished with a customer base, with a with something that makes sense. Like, obviously, it doesn't make sense for me to purchase, I don't know, like a lipstick company or whatnot, like a little bit different consumer, although I'm sure I'll find a way to, to sell to, to, <laughs> to, to, the, to the lipstick consumers. Um, so it was more like that That was like five years into it. It's almost you've kind of gone through the dirty work. You came out on the other side in some form or another. So it's now kind of like ready for growth. It was just like the next step, so to say. And, and I mean, I'm a big believer in serendipity. And then it was all kind of like right Right time right place i mean i've been buying again this was not like a new i wasn't looking kind of oh who can i buy kind of thing it was i've been working with the product so i knew the product i obviously knew the founders and it kind of like all well it just fit into the, my strategy and fit into their strategy and then we uh, happily after a lot of work came to a very successful deal excellent well like i said congrats and i um, excited to see how it all pans out over the next few years 
What does the team look like? I alluded in the intro to the fact you've got a B2B sales team as well as running the two e-commerce sites. So so what are you doing in-house? How's the team broken down? Who, what are you choosing to outsource? Yeah, so logistics outsource. <laughs> That's the worst. And I think the funny thing, I guess, again, because obviously some of the listeners are new uh, business owners. I remember like for the first year and a half, I, I for some reason lived with that stereotype that outsourcing logistics is expensive. So I kind of like, uh, did well got myself a warehouse kind of in london did it all kind of myself then obviously for german sales got my dad involved so my parents uh, still live in germany so um and then i mean i remember when i then first got the first, well finally got myself through to getting a quote from a 3pl a third-party logistics fulfillment center i was very surprised it's actually cheaper and less time consuming so so i have two separate warehouses as well well three now after the purchase um no four uh so i have one for b2b because that's kind of hand in hand with distributors so i have a little bit of like a special arrangement there then there's a separate one for all the direct to consumer kind of everything that goes via anything e-commerce basically that's also in scotland um and then in germany obviously with the acquisition we've now acquired uh, one where again I, I i plan to do the same split though because the the finding is normally the people that do b2b are too expensive for direct to consumer um, fulfillment and the other way around so that's why i'm gonna do the same split in germany whenever i get my, get to it um, oh, sorry. And then I have an emergency one, obviously, in London, because even four years later, you still get the same some customers. Oh, can I have something last minute? And then the Uber courier has to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact you've created complexity where it's worth creating complexity. I, I totally get that someone who's great at B2B wholesale orders is not going to be the same person who's great at the D2C single item orders. So splitting them makes makes a huge amount of sense, both in terms of sanity, workload, and in terms of finance. And then to have that, there's loads of hospitality businesses in, in London. Why wouldn't you have some emergency stock on hand? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, there is actually more complexity because some of the items are more fragile than others. Again, over the years, you know which couriers are better and not. Uh, again, discovering recently that they didn't pay me for it, but like APC has a fragile service for anyone who does fragile goods. I only unfortunately learned whatever four years too late, which kind of quite impressively enough, well, at least so they say. So instead of going on the normal conveyor belt like with everyone else, they, they treat the fragile goods kind of it goes somewhere separately well at least we had good experience with it so that adds to the complexity that for example on the b2b side some of the goods ideally shouldn't go on a courier i.e obviously if you just send a box via d2c it doesn't matter so i think that that's why i needed someone separate anyways with their own van deliveries so i think again i have a little bit more complexity to the whole thing and yeah everything back to your question everything else is in-house um, obviously i mean again for high i mean now with the purchase obviously we needed new joint logo so yes i do have someone kind of for, for high level creative direction yeah that gets outsourced so i mean i have enough legal again yeah obviously i don't have a lawyer full-time here and hopefully i never will have the need to <laughs> those things are outsourced everything else obviously sales and marketing is in-house got you and you know you said you wanted to have d2c and b2b right from the beginning 
which one has taken off and how has that changed how you run the business day to day? Yeah, it was actually quite, well, quite interesting in a sense. Obviously, I, I ran them parallel in the beginning because, I mean, obviously, the B2B always had the higher volumes, but it's worse to bring my brand message home. Because at the end of the day, where everything obviously was for me about building a brand, um, I kind of almost needed those channels in parallel. And like the idea was almost creating a pull effect. People see it in retail and then go to their own to the bars and like ask, why don't you have that? And so kind of that was always the, the holy grail. But then obviously COVID happened and that almost took the decision making away from me. There was no, no B2B anymore. So um, I almost had to focus on retail. So almost obviously then retail saw the, the uplift for those couple of years. Um, and then now they all run in parallel, but it's obviously still... Again, as I grow, obviously B2B has volume-wise the bigger share just because, again, obviously a restaurant will go through more in a, even in a day than customers can buy online kind of thing. So, yeah, for now. <laughs> for now, yeah, for now. On the, the wholesale, the B2B side, I mean, I'm assuming a lot of your sales are kind of human to human rather than using the site so how have you gone about building that part of the team because that's quite a it's an increasingly normal part of an e-commerce team or an e-commerce brand but it's one I think a lot of people at the moment are struggling with so what, what would your advice be Yes. So from an advice perspective, I mean, I'm taking away some of the advice I wanted to give later, but it's almost like, um, so partnerships and kind of like, uh, pig, well, as bad as that word sounds, but like piggybacking on other people's sales teams. Because um, again, a lot of my products, I think that's always a good tip for anyone. Um, so for example, I work with one of the premium rice manufacturers or like rice brands in the world, Italian rice brand. So again, he needs to do tastings all the time. And obviously, so I'm almost complimentary because uh, at the tastings, he needs a bowl and he needs a fork or a spoon. So plus it obviously like gives him credentials and the other way around. So it's almost like having so um i mean galerize and then so like i mean with him uh, it's almost like having the, the that symbiosis of like uh, helping each other and like obviously then he takes me to to his events i take him to my events uh you benefit of each other's introductions because we're not cannibalizing business i'm sure like i mean if someone buys rice they're not going to buy straw, uh, straws or cups or the other way around it doesn't work <laughs> like that it's the other way around and so i think i was very i mean that partly goes back to my my whole consulting approach and I guess my, my background that I always was all about partnerships and stuff. And so I guess I was very fortunate to find uh, complementary products or like or companies where kind of like to go, go together uh, is to be much stronger and have fun and almost like, you know, anything from sharing trade show stands and whatnot. So it's and like this joint marketing again, joint same like when you do like the giveaways on Instagram, it's always nicer to do a three-way giveaway because you're just piggybacking on three people's audiences. So I think that kind of helped also keep headcount um, low because you almost kind of well, it's in everyone's interest because you in some form sharing each other's resources. So you, you know, in my case, because I'm a complementary thing to drinks. So you almost do like a drinks recipe with, let's say, gin so-and-so and tonic uh, Y. We do a joint photo shoot. Suddenly there's a recipe card that all the salespeople can go out with. It's a thought leadership piece for everyone. So win-win for everyone. Cost minimal. 
So I think it's always been strategies like that, just because you you have limited resources as a startup, kind of win-win for everyone involved. Well, it just makes so much better use of the resources at hand for everyone, doesn't it? It's so, so I guess it kind of fits quite well with the overall ethos of the business. Take it, it's, it's like the sustainable way of doing it. It's very sustainable, yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it. Yeah, thank you. I'll, 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 you get credit for that, that, oh, no. that one. No, it's okay. You can have that one. You can, you, can, you can claim that one as your own. I don't mind. But yeah, it, it, is, it kind of all builds around that we don't have to buy the stand ourselves. We don't have to do all this ourselves. Who can we find who's talking to a sim- the same customer about something totally different, but that which complements? And I think in the e-commerce space, I don't think there's enough of that amongst brands. I think there's more opportunity than we could do. Maybe that's just my community. Uh, it's just, I mean, I agree. I guess the, the big, big players, yes. I mean, they see them all as competition. But I think with all the startup scene, everyone understands that you can only like, well, you're stronger together. So, hence, obviously, like, I mean, the amount of, like, giveaway requests you get on Instagram, let's do something together. I mean, I, I well, I know I found the community, again, I, I can only speak for the London side, like, very kind of, well, helpful and kind of everyone, because everyone, well, I've been helped along the way. So, obviously, I mean, I had another message the other day. I mean, I, I've been on Dragon's Den, so someone just let, randomly emailed, oh, I, I'm going on. Do you have some tips? Can you talk? I mean, yeah, obviously, I'm going to talk. Why not? I mean, I've been helped along the way. So, I mean, if that's the least, if that's the least, the least I can do is just have a twenty-minute conversation with someone. And you mentioned there about Instagram giveaways. You mentioned it twice. Does it work for the B two B sales? With anything on Instagram, I mean, because I was going through that whole logic by, by obviously thinking, oh, what are we doing marketing now? We've bought a German company and so on. I mean, at the end of the day. With with all that social and like B two B lead generation, you I have no clue what in, in that sense no, not no clue what what works what doesn't but you never know. It's almost like a third degree. I mean, um, LinkedIn is probably the better example because I mean obviously you then see someone else's like, and then suddenly you have access to a third parties um, or you get access to someone else's network. So I guess for B two B LinkedIn is more the place to be, um, but it's almost like you you almost have to to post at, at someone like when you've been doing it for five years because you never know who's watching and it's so with all our stuff i think all our success like andrew's sales strudel like i mean his his thing is just like i mean you never know it just it's about being top of mind so we might let's say we've emailed someone i mean there's no other explanation say we've emailed someone for two years and suddenly they get back it's probably because i don't know they just got out of a board meeting where someone gave them the bollocking for not being sustainable at the last catering event and then they see an email so i mean or they see a post that someone liked on, on LinkedIn or they see someone in their feed on Instagram. So unfortunately, there's no silver bullet, but it's almost that Instagram giveaways, it's kind of it works because you're just exposing yourself. Well, sorry, maybe one step back. My product, I have something for anything from a care home to a cruise ship. So obviously for me, Partnering with anyone, even the lipstick brand, I'm going to get something out of it because they're going to have something either whether they're D2C customer are going to buy it as a Christmas present or I might get a, I don't know, L'Oreal is going to do something at the next launch and, and serve their coffee in my edible cups. So if you have a diverse portfolio, yes, it makes sense to go on Instagram. Obviously, if you're super niche, I would probably be much more picky if I'm selling phone cases there's only so much I can benefit of a cosmetics company. But then again, um, I just say yes to everything because you never know uh, what comes out of it. 
<laughs> e-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Are you part of the free Chloe's e-commerce club? Why not? It's my free online club where the whole e-commerce master plan audience can come together. It's all about helping you improve your e-commerce business, solving your marketing challenges, getting advice from other retailers who are facing the same challenges as you right now. And yes, I will personally be hanging out in the club Monday to Friday to help you too, which makes it the only place where you can get my help one-on-one. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. Come on and join me now. Just go to ecmp.info forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come on, join me and hundreds of our listeners at ecmp.info forward slash club. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then you should check out the latest addition to the e-commerce master plan family e-commerce tech. Yes, we've got a new person in the clan or a new website rather in the clan. It's a website where you can explore the latest and best technology on offer. We're going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in tech. Head to the e-commerce tech website and sign up to our email updates via ecmp.info forward slash tech. That's ecmp.info forward slash t-e-c-h. So ecmp.info forward slash tech to find out all the best tools for your e-commerce store. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Maxim, are you ready for the top tips? (laughs) Yes, always ready. Cool. Uh, The book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Blue Ocean Strategy. So, I mean, that shaped me long, long time ago. Well, I I guess I only realized now how much it shaped me. I mean, for people who don't know, so Cirque du Soleil, uh, like the, well, I guess people know, I hope uh, it's kind of like the new way of circus where, so it's almost like the so Blue, Blue Ocean Strategy talks about like taking an industry that's almost dead uh, and then kind of taking something else from another industry and then combining it into a new, this new um, market. So it's almost like, uh, you know, a lot of us know the saying, whatever, like it's the niche, like you can define your niche as much as you can. And then suddenly you you have a monopoly in your niche. So it's almost there. Like it just gives you a different perspective. And it's almost, that's why I kind of like back to all everything I said today. It's just like um, me then partnering with all those different people. Because for me, all this is ocean, blue ocean strategy. If I partner with a, I don't know, car manufacturer, I have no clue of like maybe tomorrow they're going to tell me they need, I don't know, like something that's sustainable. And suddenly I have a new business model, a revenue model or whatever, or a new product that I can launch. So it's, it's almost like, yeah, it, it shaped me. I think I don't want to spoil too much. Um, and I, I don't know if I explained it correctly, but it's very interesting because it inspires thinking outside of the box. So it's a little bit like putting the, this outside of the box thinking into practical examples. It is a great book. I, I, I'm definitely seconding that recommendation. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? 
at the end of the day, it is uh, the giveaways that we we talked about. I mean, like again, uh, even like when when I brought it up, like you said, like I mean, oh, like how, how how do you feel about it? But at the end of the day, it just opens you to so many audiences. It's just like without at the minimal cost. I mean, in my case, whatever product cost of hardly anything. And it's just basically, it just gives you traffic. It gives you, I mean, whether followers is the right metric. I think that's the ongoing discussion with my social media guy. It's all about impressions. But again, at the end of the day, it just it just exposes you to an audience, to like a tr- three audience. Especially the Christmas giveaways are great because sometimes it's whatever eight brands and a pop. So suddenly you've exposed yourself to eight times whatever. If everyone has five to ten k followers so well unfortunately it's as simple as that all that stuff where you just join joining forces with someone (laughs) excellent okay and then the tool top tip maybe a collaboration tool a social media plugin a phone app or just a way of working is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day yeah so this tool and i'm very impressed because i've well i've had to use it now because i was forced with the acquisition so it's for everyone who's international there is an app called satellite uh which is basically I have now a German phone number sitting in the UK. People can call me on a German phone number and uh, you can have that for, I think, well, I'm sure every country in that world, kind of like a landline, a mobile number, you can receive text, you can set up a WhatsApp number. And I think for a lot of people kind of doing serious business internationally, you're expected to have a landline on your website. I mean, again, the costs are very, very basic. And I think there was like a big discovery because again, I'm sure everyone heard about the user productivity tool so I, mean, I just wanted to pick something a little bit more out of the box but for international also it always looks better if you call from a national number in an international setting nice that's a top top tip love that one thank you <laughs> it's Max. a german app as well <laughs> <laughs> satellite it's called everybody well yeah and, and actually given you can have a satellite phone it seems a bad name for a phone app to be honest, it's quite a cluttered space in the SEO world, that one. But anyway, yeah. before we rebrand them, uh, the final top tip is the carbon top tip. What's your favorite way to reduce the carbon footprint of an e-commerce store? Yeah, so I mean, I have to be quite biased on that one, I guess. So assuming all, all us e-commerce owners have a, as a, at least a warehouse, uh, office, and, 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 and you do events, parties, affiliate, whatever. So obviously, Strudels is the answer. So just switching your from well, single use is okay with Strudels. So kind of almost switching all your catering, all your uh, things that you that you use to Strudels single use tableware. And that's that's your answer to uh, like top tip on on saving on that side. Love that. Staying on brand, super. Not biased at all. Come on. <laughs> it's all about branding. Awesome. Well, look, Maxim, thank you so much. Before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So it's uh, strudels.co.uk as the website. And then on Instagram and LinkedIn, it's all strudels. Uh, that's S-T-R-O-O-D-L-E-S. And yeah, thanks so much. Easy as that, everybody. Well, Maxim, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and hearing your perspective on how you're building your business. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Have a strudely day, everyone. <laughs> Loads of great tips there from Maxim. Fascinating to hear how he kind of launched the B2B and the D2C sides of the business at the same time and then discovered that the biggest traction overall was coming from the B2B side, even though they do work hand in hand. I thought the range expansion they've done growing the brand into the kids 
activity packs is fascinating. Definitely one to watch. Quite a big leap, but yet it makes so much sense. And then the the ideas around partnerships in the B2B selling space for those Instagram activities. There's so far you can take that if you find people to partner with who are also targeting your own market. Such a rich potential in the partnership space for, a, for an e-commerce brand. You can get your hands on the notes from this episode, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our direct episode short links. Just put ecmp.info forward slash whatever the number this episode is into the URL bar and you'll be redirected straight to the correct episode page. When you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. And if you liked this episode, then you can find all our episodes about selling B2B via ecmp.info forward slash B2B. Thank you for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your business, including getting more sustainable. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. Don't miss out. It's time you joined Chloe's e-commerce club, our free club that's all about helping you grow your e-commerce store. Join right now for free at ecmp.info forward slash club.